In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Now, it's so good to be back here at St. Peter's. Uh, In spite of the fact that my friend Wayne thought I had been permanently barred and excommunicated, but I really appreciate being invited back. Today, I want to begin with the most sincere thanks to the members of this congregation. It was in the fall of 2015 that you welcomed in your midst an old, retired college professor and economist who rarely got out of the teaching mode, as you will see, the habits of a lifetime don't seem to go away. That college professor was moved by the Holy Spirit to answer the call to become ordained. After a career in higher education, I finally answered that call that I had first experienced as a young man. And through your kindness, you nurtured and cared for me and made it possible for me to follow that call. It was truly the work of the Lord and the work of your kindness and patience. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you. Today is Trinity Sunday, the first Sunday after Pentecost, in which we celebrate the Holy Trinity of one God in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When Reverend Terry Daly was your rector, during the time that I was an intern here, we had a joke that spread among the staff. When there was an especially difficult theological point to the scripture, as there is today, I was the one who got to preach that Sunday. (laughs) Of course, it was only a coincidence. But when I see Reverend Greg, I will, of course, accuse him of following that tradition. (laughs) Now, belief in the Holy Trinity is, of course, fundamental to our doctrine and spirituality as Christians. It is in our collective DNA. It is celebrated on this Sunday in the Western Church and in the Anglican Communion of which we are a part, and in the Roman Catholic, Lutheran, Presbyterian, United Church of Christ, and Methodist traditions. It is also subscribed to as a belief by all churches, except for a very few fringe groups. It is recognized on a different Sunday, but still part of the belief system, in the Eastern churches. Each time we make the sign of the cross, it is a prayer to the one God in three persons. Christians are truly Trinitarian people. I want to read to you a passage from Genesis. And reading from the Holy Scriptures, apart from the Gospel, that is a practice that is quite a departure for me. But listen to the words of Genesis 18. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre, as he sat at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, My Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass your servant. Notice that Abraham does not refer to Lord 
or does refer to Lord in the singular, not in the plural. It was the plural that one would expect when you meet, when you greet three people, but he refers only to the singular. You see, the early church fathers believed that the prophets of old had a special insight into the Holy Trinity. And that is what is indicated here. And in several places in the Old Testament. That list is extensive and we won't repeat it here. In the New Testament, we also see ample proof of the Holy Trinity. This occurs in Matthew, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Ephesians, Peter, and Revelations, among others. The Holy Trinity is most evident in the Great Commission, where Jesus himself tells the disciples, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It also occurs in the blessing of St. Paul. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Last Sunday as we celebrated the Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit to the disciples of our Lord Jesus, in the Holy Scripture, the Holy Scripture gives a perfect statement of the Holy Trinity in the Gospel of John. Perhaps the least understood person of the Holy Trinity is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is mentioned 75 times in the Old Testament and 275 times in the New Testament. <clears throat> At the Council of Nicaea, an early meeting of the leaders of the church, the creed that we now repeat together, that creed that forms the basis of our Christian belief and doctrine, was finally agreed to. As we repeat the creed together, as we do each Sunday as a part of our worship, please pay special attention to the words and to their meaning. <clears throat> but it was not always so. The early church was beset by several disputes and heresies. <clears throat> Among them were the Gnostics, the Arians, the Modalists, and various groups of anti-Trinitarians. <clears throat> These various groups are interesting, but beyond the scope of this sermon. Jesus was present at the creation as we heard in Proverbs this morning. God said the word and creation came about, but that word was Jesus. Most of our prayers end by saying God the Father with the Son and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns as one God. In the Eucharist, the priest calls on the Holy Spirit to consecrate and bless the elements and to make Jesus present with us at that Eucharist. This is called the Epiclesis. And another name for the Holy Spirit is the Paraclete. But enough of these scriptural and historical references. This is all a divine mystery, which is beyond our understanding and beyond the understanding of all that are created in the human flesh. Theologians have tried over the centuries in vain, in my opinion, to understand the Holy Trinity. One God in three persons or personalities. The early church fathers struggled with this mystery and to understand the relationship between Jesus as the Son of God, God the Father, 
and the Holy Spirit, which as we have seen is mentioned so many times in the Holy Scripture. That is the origin of the Nicene Creed. The best we can do, in my opinion, is to portray the Trinity as existing together in a perpetual state of love. Since God is love and the Trinity is God, we can approximate the existence of the Trinity in this way. The Trinity exists in a dance of love. But it is for certain that the work of the church would be impossible without divine intervention. If any of you have been moved by the Holy Spirit, as I have been, and many of you have doubtless been so moved, you know that it can be both exhilarating and terrible at the same instant, both exciting and a little scary at the same time. But as we come forward for the Holy Eucharist, my prayer for every one of you is that you will be so touched and the experience will leave you as a devout, but at the same time, a wondering and inquiring believer. It is also my prayer that this motivation will last for your entire lifetime, and that the intervention of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit will inspire you, touch you, and give you insight to follow the will of the Father in all things, and at all times, and in all places. Amen.